Dateline, 3rd of March 2023. Well, g'day folks, welcome to the Australia Desk for this week's episode of the Airplane Geek. So I really wish I knew what number it was, but I've lost track, and I've lost track, Grant, because we are standing here uh, in a lull between flying displays at the Australian International Air Show at Avalon in Victoria. And we certainly are, mate, and uh, our feet tied, or what we've been walking from one end to the other, getting content, and also trying to find quiet spots to record. Very hard with all the generators, the music, the commentary, and all the other stuff going on. Especially the music. <laughs> Who's selecting that playlist? Good <laughs> Lord. Tracy Chapman? <laughs> well, it's certainly not me. I'm just up there occasionally doing commentary for a few acts. Well, Grant, uh, now, of course, as we always talk about with Avalon when we come here, it's, it's ostensibly a trade show. This is a, a stage for business and government to come and make uh, big announcements. Airlines sometimes, although uh, we haven't really seen airline announcements, at least none that I've seen. But there has been a few military announcements while we've been here. Yeah, there's been a lot of attention about the AH-64, of course, because Australia's buying the Apache. Uh, some doorstops about that, the Growler, the P-8 things like that. Uh, but it, one of the big bits of news is that uh, the Triton, the uh, broad area maritime surveillance drone, <laughs> call it a drone, but it's un- unmanned or uncrewed aerial system. It's got a wingspan like a 737. We've got three of them. We're hoping for more. Most of us are hoping for more. But the big news is we're noticing that on the replica that they've got here, there is a uh, certain piece of art on the tail for Nine Squadron. <laughs> Nine Squadron's been uh, shut down for some time. Well, they're going to stand it back up again, and uh, we're going to have uh, we're going to have Nine Squadron back. Of course, people get a little upset when you announce that in, uh, before the official announcement. But the uh, response is, well, why did you have that painted on the tail without covering it over? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Some people need to really, uh, you know, get up to date with the uh, media ops and how it works here. Speaking of drones, Grant, we've just done a really good interview. We might actually play a snippet of it in a sec. Um, Speaking of drones, and people think they cost megabucks, but the people we just spoke to, um, that's not actually the case. No, it's a $50,000 drone built here in Australia by the RAAF and uh, the Defence Science Technology Group. So uh, a bunch of folks got together to make a uh, sovereign drone that uh, could do intelligence surveillance reconnaissance. And yeah, it's really cool. Here's what our young man, our poor unwilling guest from the Royal Australian (laughs) Air Force had to say about that, the poor sod. (laughs) Little did he know. Uh, The intent was to build a sovereign, low cost, uh, rapid manufacture, flexible drone. So basically the platform costs approximately $50,000 to make. And so that's very cheap compared to previous models and what we have in the air at the moment. (laughs) And uh, what is its typical loiter uh, staying aloft time? Uh, its typical loiter time is 14 hours um, and it can go up to 700 nautical miles at a ceiling of 5,000 feet. Okay, that's well beyond visual line of sight. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, so I guess it's, uh, so if it goes out 700 miles, hangs out there for 10 hours and then comes back, yeah? Uh, yeah, exactly. And then you can have them on rotation. So we have multiple platforms at the moment, about seven. So you'd be able to have two or three rotating through. Is it just working on its own, its own or are you working it with other uh, other operators, other, other groups and platforms and things like that? Yeah, it can be used to enhance the effectiveness of other platforms and it can work in joint missions with all three services, um, but otherwise it can work independently. So it's very flexible in what it can do. How much does it weigh and, and what's its wingspan, that kind of stuff? Yep, uh, it has a wingspan of four metres and it weighs 36 kilos fully fueled. Um, it has a payload of two kilos, and so at the moment that's the current sensor that we have on the front. And um, it also uses a four-stroke fuel injector for the engine. 
So there you go, Grant. I mean, 50,000 bucks for a, a mil-spec drone that can go out and loiter and do all that sort of work. And um, as he mentioned, it's sovereign technology. It's stuff that was made here. Yeah, indeed. And uh, I was joking off the record that uh, uh, probably more than half of it is that electro-optical infrared sensor package on the nose. Now, of course, Grant, you mentioned that uh, you'll be on the commentary team here. Uh, you'll be doing uh, stuff right across the weekend. I'm heading home because, you know, I'm a very old man and my legs are tired. We've been here for four days. But uh, somebody who's retiring is Peter Meehan. Now, Peter Meehan has been the airshow commentator, really the voice of Avalon, for the last more than 30 years, actually, yeah. just over 30 years. And uh, we spoke to him and his replacement, Tony Moclair, a little earlier in the week. Well, I joined in 1992, and I, I don't like saying it was a fledgling airshow. It really wasn't. But by today's standard, it was a, quite a basic air show. And uh, there were international guests and visitors, and the flying was terrific. The RAAF participation, Navy and Army, was, it was terrific. But not to the level and the dynamics of what this air show is now showing, and the air shows of the last 10 to 15 years. But now 30 years have rolled on, and uh, the commentary for me has been an absolute joy. Uh, what's joyful about it is the unpredictable elements of the fluid movement of air shows and what goes on to make an air show work. And that fluid movement really does at times test you to see how mobile we are, I am, to cope with the fluid movement. And, and it's very real. And you've really got to think up on the ball of your feet very often. But at the end of this air show, uh, it's time for me to hang up my microphone uh, for all sorts of reasons, but uh, I'm going on to another stage uh, in my life and my business, and uh, I will miss the air show, but I will continue to attend the air show. So, Tony, what a dream, hey, mate? It's it's fantastic, isn't it? Oh, it's unbelievable. And you, look, I've been coming to the air show since 92, and he's as much a part of it as the Australian Defence Force. You know, you, you can't think of an air show without the ADF or without Peter. And... Uh, you know, in succeeding him, I feel like the roulette's going up after the Black Eagles. So, uh, but look, um, <laughs> well, no, you know, it's, no, that's, that's not a knock on anyone. Um, exactly, thank you. So, um, it's, look, uh, to, to be up close watching, uh, watching how it goes has been fascinating and eye-opening. And, um, yeah, I, look, I definitely bring uh, a lot of knowledge about aviation and uh, experience as a broadcaster. So it's fusing those two and getting the, uh, I guess, the, the public speaking part of it, nailing that down uh, during the course of this air show. So I'm primed and ready for uh, two years hence. And I'm really happy for Tony Moclair. Tony Moclair is a uh, well-known radio host here in Melbourne, uh, probably on Melbourne's biggest talk radio station. And uh, it's actually interesting. I've been on air with him a few times talking about uh, aviation, and there's quite an interesting shtick that goes on between him and, well, his former producer, who would always <laughs> put the buzzer on him as soon as he starts talking. But uh, Tony is a good friend of ours, and uh, we really wish him well as he uh, takes on this, uh, this big role for him. Indeed. And uh, uh, one thing to wrap it up for David, over in the uh, large jet parking area, we have a KC-10 extender, a KC-46A Pegasus, and the KC-135 Stratotanker. So all, an example of all three of the USAF's tankers are here. They're um, all gathered together, pointing their noses in the same direction, which seems to be going towards the uh, Luftwaffe's A400M, where they have a bar out the back. So, you know, thus three tankers crawl into a bar type of thing. But uh, <laughs> it's, a wonder we've been, it's a wonder you've been anywhere else at this air show with that in mind. Greg. I know, right? I've been, well, you know, I've been working and all that. So uh, <laughs> I never stopped me before, right? But anyhow, the thing that I'm doing is I'm calling those tankers Grandpa, Junior and Cousinette. 
I'm calling it the David Vanderhoof Memorial parking apron here because I know, <laughs> I'm sorry, mate. I know how much you love this. Look, uh, interesting to see the KC10. That'll be the last time we see it here in Australia. We know that tight's being retired. The 135s, we see them every Avalon. They come down from Kadena, uh, yeah. the airbase at Okinawa there. So um, that's where a lot of the USAF assets normally come from when they're coming here to Avalon. So, uh, yeah, good to see the KC-10. And then the 46, I wonder how often we'll see that. We certainly don't see them much down here in Melbourne when uh, when the US forces come to Australia. They obviously stage out of the northern states, uh, and there's yep. obvious reasons for that. <laughs> so it's uh, it's good to, see, uh, you know, good to see that type here. Yeah, and when it takes six hours to get from down here to, oh, there we go, we've just left Australian soil uh, <laughs> while flying. Yeah, that's, that's a pretty good reason to be more up the north. But, uh, mate, I think uh, I'll get a photo for David and uh, we'll send it over to him when, when no one's crowding the ramp. No, he'll never speak to us again. Anyhow, that's everything we have for you on uh, this Australia desk coming from the Australian International uh, Air Show here at Avalon. We've been doing a lot of content this week for uh, Australian Defence Magazine. And, of course, uh, if you've uh, missed the announcement, we've actually relaunched Playing Crazy Down Under, that old podcast we used to do. We're back. We're back indeed. So we've been uh, recording some really good interviews. So uh, australiandefence.com.au if you want to hear the uh, content we've been doing right now and uh, over the next month or two we're really looking forward to getting back in and and doing some podcasting and uh, trying to talk up some positive good news stories about aviation here in australia that's the one mate that's the one that's got to get the positive out there because you need those positive thoughts to get over the hurdles yes and you probably need to refresh your rss feeds too particularly if you use pocket casts it doesn't seem oh, to that's just been, that's just been refreshed it happened last night okay there we go well that's a miracle okay until <laughs> next week i'm steve Fisher and i'm grant mccarran cheers folks now let's go find that pub Can you walk that far? A little (laughs) bit further? Can you carry me? Oh, 